This is Movies, a podcast about the active cinema. And with me today, wouldn't you know it, it's Hans talking about how excited he is to see a Christmas story Christmas. I almost said a Christmas story story. That could probably be the third one in the series. What's up, Hans? Yeah. I was uh, perusing the YTS website uh, and I noticed that they added a lot of Hallmark Channel Christmas movies. So I'm uh, very excited about checking the Fiverr level Photoshop they use for their covers. Can you pull it up real quick? Because I, I, I've heard, you know, we were talking right before the show about how Lindsay Lohan has a big comeback vehicle, I guess, going through Netflix where she's doing a Christmas movie now. Yeah. Uh, one sec. Why don't you introduce okay. Jerry while I search for that? Well, all right. We've got Jerry back on the show just in time for Christmas. Uh, you know, you're going to notice some differences when these video episodes drop in the Star Wars series. We are putting a cap on Star Wars, the prequel trilogy, tonight. I feel like we started this in, I want to say like October or September, maybe. And maybe I'm wrong. And definitely not October, actually, come to think of it. I think it might have been late August. But hello, Jerry. How are you tonight? Jerry? Jerry? I think yeah. Jerry's uh, got, wait, wait. I got, got it. a sore got throat. <laughs> Lost his it. voice. Uh, yeah. We did start that. I don't really give a fuck about that. This is the important thing. Lindsay Lohan doing a Christmas movie. She was a Muslim like two years ago. <laughs> Isn't this that video of her? She's walking with like a, she's, she's wearing like a hijab and everything. She's walking with uh, some kids and some, some other hijabis and some dude runs up and I think tries to pull her hijab off and she fucking yells at him in Farsi. And is like, she goes, ah, she makes these weird ass noises and like falls on the ground and shit. Well, that's amazing. Listen, maybe that's Tila, in the movie. Tila Tequila <laughs> was a Nazi for like a month, wasn't she? And then she came back. So no, that was I Tila Tequila. I, yeah. I, I don't think they're the same. But it's like such a short period of time, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm interested to know if uh if she's still a Muslim doing a Christmas movie or if she's now re-reverted. That's a weird I'm not articulate that. We reverted. Well, you know, I don't right. know a whole lot about the Muslim faith. Would it be would it be against the rules to promote another religion's holiday and practices? Yeah. I feel like it would be, right? Well, yeah, she's not level. wearing a hijab either. She's just with her giant forehead. Let me show well, you. Well, I think she was I think she was wearing the hijab because she was somewhere where it was mandatory. I don't think she was a I don't think she's like a regular hijabi where she would wear oh. her job like a lot. But uh yeah, I, I definitely don't think that you would be allowed to be like, oh, my gosh, here comes Santa or fucking <laughs> come on. Here's let's Jesus. go. Let's go help <laughs> Jesus get born. Like, it, I don't I don't know that they would do that. Mm. Let's go. Like, that's yeah. In my mind, there's a Christmas movie that exists where they go. The whole point of the movie is to go deliver the baby Christ. And I mean that like pull him from the womb and then he gets out and he's and that's the end of the movie merry christmas everybody that's my christmas movie wasn't that a due date christmas with robert downey jr fuck that's basically the same thing damn she's looking like a doll she looks like a porcelain doll with those big rosy cheeks and which fucking bacteria is pumped into those fucking cheeks to make them look like that <laughs> That Tara Reid voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They got a bunch of fucking voice lines from Tara Reid. Where exactly are you? 
are we going? Put him in. Wait, I'm. Has been truly magical. I'm confused. She's like in her mid thirties. She's like, oh, the only thing anyone ever thinks of me is I'm the daughter of my fa my father. Yeah. Oh, okay, and then she's a Muslim. She fucking... <laughs> 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 the point of the movie is to turn her back Christian. You ever develop amnesia and think you're a Muslim, Hans? <laughs> Hans gets up and it's like, man, we should really hang these goats upside down and stab them in the throat before we eat them. This like, what the fuck? Why? I don't know. I just really feel like that. Not sure this was left here by accident. The doctor did say uh, that if I did normal things, my memory might come back. Doctor's orders. You know, for like a good three quarters of a second, I thought that was Tim Heidecker, who her love interest is. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Looks like it's yeah. cousin. That's Tim Heidecker if he did improv instead of Tim and Eric? Yeah. No? All right. It looks like, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I think he did do it probably. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, he looks like uh, Tim Heidecker and those dudes from uh, the guy that plays Thor or whatever. Oh, yeah. It looks like if they, he looks like if they had a kid. This yeah. half Asian guy looks like an off-brand Joseph Gordon-Levitt too. Let's, we should have a show where that's what we do is we just like find people that look a little bit like two other people. That's mm -hmm. the whole core premise of the program. Well, you is know, she... I've heard a lot of people say that, uh, you know, Ewan McGregor looks quite a lot like, um, Hans, who do, who, who do people say he looks like? You and McGregor? Yeah. Fuck, you know. Biggie? I don't know. Biggie, don't yep. One-to-one -one comparison. Notorious <laughs> B.I.G. <laughs> Biggie Smalls. That's <laughs> right. How could I forget that? You know, thank yeah. you, Hans, for just um, yeah. you know, remembering that for me. I couldn't believe it. Oh, it was absent of my you, know, you know my improv skills are always, you know, one of the Well, they're not Tim Heidecker level, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Are you, are you okay, Loris? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing <laughs> just fine. I was typing something to you in the chat right oh, there. Uh, hey, we're talking about, we're talking about Star Wars Episode 3 tonight. This is the epic conclusion to George Lucas's run on the, the Star Wars series here. Isn't that exciting? Hans, I know you, know, you watched this movie like just moments ago before we started the program uh, you did yeah. it twice jerry yeah has seen it like I, uh, seven or eight times he didn't even need recently, to watch it for this show yeah, no i so, think the last time we recorded uh the second of that trilogy i thought we were going to talk about this one and then i just started talking about this one and then i realized that did. it wasn't this one yep that's <laughs> exactly what i prepared i don't remember attack of the clones and the clone wars back to back <laughs> Uh, you yeah. heard something different. As a matter of fact, I remember when we went to go record episode two, you said, oh, so we're doing episode one this week? And yeah. we did episode one last week. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man. Uh, so we're doing uh, the Rise of Skywalker today. That's, uh, yeah, that, that'll be next. All right, won't we be glad to finally be able to put a cap on this trilogy of films? 
Oh, geez. Well, uh, you know, one thing I will, you know, listen, you said on the last show, you watched these two movies back to back. And yeah. I then watched episode three twice. I watched episode three and then I watched it with commentary. And I disagree with a point you made during that show, which is that this film and Attack of the Clones are equally bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. I kept that in my head as I watched it the first time. And I think I wound up more impressed as, as a result and more entertained maybe as a result. By this? By this, by Revenge of okay. the Sith. Yeah, I I don't know. I remember when it, when it first came out, I, I went to see it in the theater and uh, I fell asleep for like an hour and then woke up when there was, uh, you know, the ships were... Damn, you were even doing that like back then, huh? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I was in Canada and I just, I passed out and I woke up when all the, you know, the fights started and I was like, oh, cool. I'm, uh, I've passed all the boring stuff and then that i now that i had to rewatch it i i couldn't do that but yeah i i i like the first one better still out of the three well i, I don't disagree with that point jerry did you catch this movie when it came out in theaters in 2005 2005 was a pretty big year for commercial movies it was this it was batman begins and it might have just been those two yeah big year those two movies uh yeah i think if I remember correctly, I saw it with uh, my friend Fish. I don't remember. It was around Christmas time that it came out. I'm fairly certain. Uh, I, maybe not. I could be mis- misremembering. I remember going and not falling asleep. Just, uh, I don't know. I think I think at the time, you know, that's fucking almost 20 years ago. I think at the time I was like, oh, this is, this is great. Um, but then every time I've seen it since, it's just okay, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think in the theater I thought it was cool because it's kind of a it's got moments that are really great for the theaters you know the sound design um, flashing lights and all that other bullshit but just you know by the time it was like oh I'm gonna sit down and give this a a strong watch like by myself it, you know it's a Star Wars movie it's it, it's not the one you're gonna be like dude check you never heard of this franchise check this out yeah I agree with that I mean I. I... I think at the time, everyone came away from seeing it thinking it was the most superior of that original trilogy just because it was the most adult. I remember there was a big hubbub about it being PG-13 instead of PG, which all the other movies were. And what really even warranted that is it just, I guess, Anakin killing the kids and then his body being chopped up at the end. Yeah. Maybe maybe the Count Dooku beheading, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Two Saber beheads looking... Christopher Lee. That's a that's a cool scene. It is. Uh, I I would say like I like that stuff because there is that um there's that sort of separation between what they want you to believe these fucking badass combatants are capable of and what you see happen. And they <clears throat> like uh so Qui-Gon gets cut in half, which is real fucking or uh gets stabbed in the stomach and then fucking falls or whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. And then Darth Maul gets cut in half, which is pretty sweet. And then everybody else gets their hands cut off or, you know, they get like a little stabbed or they stab through a fucking wall. And I like the idea of them not just using it, you know, in a fight, but like more in a more visceral way, beheading somebody, murdering somebody with it. It's much more interesting of a 
concept of have them duel with these weapons and not have it always be like, oh, we're fencing. Well, on, on the contrary, you, yeah, go ahead. Unless you look at that Yoda fight where it's literally just flips and fencing. Right. right? Well, that's that's what I mean is that they, there's nothing, there's like a weird lack of lethality to the concept of a lightsaber yeah. throughout the vast majority of the series. And having those moments where they kill a kid, cut someone's head off, or slice Darth Maul in half, like those are fucking way better than really the way the lightsaber is portrayed throughout, especially in this series where they replace the concept of a bad guy with fucking robots and it takes away all of the fun of having a weapon. Is that the best example of like fans are not always right? Because in theory, you want to see Yoda kicking ass, right? Because he trains Luke. So you want to see him fighting. And then you see this and you're just like, oh, maybe he should just stay. Was that something people were clamoring for, though, back in the day? Were they saying, we've got to see Yoda have some <laughs> lightsaber action? I mean, I didn't follow the Star Wars message boards. Yeah, I, I think I went to, like, StarWars.com or something a couple of times, which had its own, like, fan uh, forums and, and all that. But I don't ever remember people saying, oh, we want to see what this looks like. Well, I, I would say Yoda this. fighting a 105-year-old. That sounds <laughs> I, very exciting. I, I would <laughs> say this. In the, I don't necessarily think that they even frame Yoda as someone that did fight in the original trilogy. Uh, in my mind, it, it it is that there are people within the Jedi Order that just aren't necessarily combatants, but are wholly skilled in the force, right? Like just not swinging a sword around doesn't mean that you're not a good fucking knight. You know what I mean? You, mm. you have other skill sets or whatever. That's kind of how I thought about it. So that's, I think to what Hans is saying, I think there is a moment where in the writing, you're like, well, what, what haven't we seen? Oh, I bet you the people would love to see fucking Yoda do blah, 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 blah. And you know, all these films, especially the Star Wars film was like focus group tested a lot. But I, I, I'm sure that people were like, oh, cool, cool. You little Yoda with a lightsaber. That's ha, 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 ha. I was like, cool. I was thrilled in the theater to see that when I was 12 or 13 years old. I thought that was the coolest, dopest shit in the world. The uh, I was kind of disappointed to see Count Dooku so quickly dispatched in this movie. And it, you know, it feels like the opening 10 or 15 minutes to this film could have just easily been the ending of the last movie. But and it's almost a waste of Christopher Lee to bring him back. And um, obviously his stunt double is doing 95% of the acting there since an 80-year-old man isn't leaping around and, and going wild. But, you know, it, it would have been maybe more fulfilling with that character to see his, I don't know, some more involvement with this grand scheme conspiracy that the, uh, the Emperor is, is up to. Sure, sure. I mean... That that's a <clears throat> that's a complaint that I think um, people will come back to if they if they really give the whole uh, second trilogy uh, review. In that kind kind of Count Dooku is cool. Uh, Darth Sidious kind of sucks or whatever, or fucking uh, Emperor Palpatine or whatever. He's kind of shit, Senator Palpatine. He's kind of shit and boring. And it would be a lot cooler if we watched if they're going to use him in the third movie we watch Dooku be the menacing, underhanded, 
disgusting asshole and have Anakin be like, we can we can have him not just learn from the bad guy, but also be jealous that he knows that that's supposed to be the main dude's number one. Mm-hmm. But they articulate the rule of two already. So it's kind of like, I don't know. The, the movie, the whole franchise, whenever we start to talk about it, you realize how disconnected so many ideas are from what they actually executed. And this is like a great example of it. It's just the misuse of a masterful character who, like we said, he has more sword fighting hours than anybody on screen ever. He can easily add a number of things to the concept, but now let's get rid of him. Fuck it. He's 900. Who do you guys think makes the worst uh, Darth Vader, Anakin, or um, what's the new one? New <laughs> what's one. The, Adam what, the, 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 the new... robotic voice of James Earl Jones, the pre-recording, the, the AI, the, new, the Adam, the Adam the Kylo, still so, the same one. Kylo or Anakin? Like who oh, makes the, the worst, worst young Darth Vader? Vader? You know, you could have just phrased it as who's like the worst villain? villain. Yeah, I'm foreign. I'm a foreigner. <laughs> I'm just thinking Spanish and then I like the idea that everyone in Costa Rica just calls villains Darth Vader's. <laughs> Adolf Hitler was quite the Darth Vader. Okay, ma'am. Uh, so where about did the Darth Vader uh, touch you? <laughs> um, well, all right. Let's, why don't we open this up and not leave it limited to Anakin or, or Kylo, unless you're just trying to hone in on, like, whiny young male Villains. Yeah, but but that's the thing because they're they're kind of trying to do the same thing, right? It's a sure. whiny character that becomes, you know, something scary or supposed to. But I feel like both of them kind of fall short because of how whiny they are, especially if you take into consideration that Anakin is supposed to become Darth Vader, uh, who's a very cold uh, figure that uh, is not very emotional, as opposed to who he was supposed to be in this trilogy, who's you know, maybe in the first movie, he's not that much because he's a child. But then from then on, he just pretty much just becomes like a whiny teenager for the rest of the trilogy. So I, I think this is something that we latched on to with the earlier shows and that maybe the pacing or the timeline of how we're watching Anakin's character develop is maybe too slow. Right. Maybe he should have been more of that guy by the second movie. You yep. cut ahead since you you know we're not even really familiar with Hayden Christensen as an actor at that point, and then by the time you get to episode three, you have more of a Darth Vader character who can exist for I don't know half the movie, uh, you know which I feel like he's waiting through that in the maybe first half, and then he by by like three quarters in, he does become that more menacing figure, but his acting chops. I, I don't think they get all that stretched more than what we saw in Attack of the Clones, so it's very monotone, menacing, even still. Yeah. I would say that Hayden Christensen's portrayal as Anakin is more disappointing because you're... Well, I don't think that J.J. Abrams is necessarily a more competent director than George Lucas, but currently he's a more competent director than George Lucas. Mm. And I think he was able to get a better performance out of Adam Driver at least in episode seven, I haven't really paid attention to episode eight. Uh, and I did not see episode nine, so I couldn't give you my opinion on that. But I think from what I've seen of Adam Driver's Kylo Ren, there's no question he's better. Oh, I mean, look, <clears throat> without 
making any comments about the film, right? And I'm sorry to keep coughing right in your guys' face here. Um, I'm making any comments about the film. There are moments in uh, the, the, the second, no, the first, the, sec the second and the last one. No, the first and the last one. I don't know. There are moments with Adam Driver's character, with uh, Kylo Ren, where that dude is acting his fucking ass off, right? To especially towards the end, um, the whole Luke Skywalker thing or whatever. In in those moments, you do you do see a guy acting as best as anyone can as someone who's pained and angered, and they don't have a good way to express themselves outside of fucking violence, like the most gratuitous violence. They don't care. They will kill literally everybody. It doesn't fucking matter to them. And like you get that from the guy. The story might not be great. The surrounding might not be awesome. The you know how you got there wasn't that fun. But as far as the actor's ability to portray that character, he does an amazing job. And fucking Hayden Christensen honestly just winds his way through the concept of uh you know turning a cop bad. This is this is the story, right? Is where what we're being told in the second film, uh, in the sec of, of the second trilogy, um is like a it's like training day right where the rookie cop joins the force they're out doing stuff bad shit's supposed to happen to him so that he gets a little worse a little worse a little worse and then training day starts right now we're watching denzel denzel washington he's the bad guy that's the third one a second movie is the development of denzel washington but we don't ever get that we just get like he's kind of a little bit of a bitch and then now he's the mean hard ass who's just seen too much and he's got to kill the little babies because they won't let him have a girlfriend. Oh. But they don't even they don't even go far enough with the badass because he's also awkwardly flirting with the Natalie Portman character throughout the whole thing that even even when he acts uh, upset when he's talking to her, it's still very whiny upset, very like talking to mommy instead of his girlfriend type of mm -hmm. thing so you never really believe that he becomes the darth vader figure uh even before the fight that he has in that really terrible looking lava that that definitely doesn't hold up uh the pass of time but that's why i never believe that he ends up becoming the darth vader character because even when you know when when he's supposed to have turned already when he's supposed to have passed the threshold of like villain he's still very whiny and, and very awkward with with the interaction with his the girl that he got pregnant uh so yeah yeah i well, the you, kylo ren say... character it's not such a yeah such a problem even though i don't i don't like that trilogy either yeah when you say like believability, right? I like to try to recontextualize movie characters into things I know in reality. And what we're talking about is an obsessive ex-boyfriend from any true crime thing, right? All we have to do in order to portray this character of Anakin turning into Darth Vader is instead of just having him be like, oh, fucking Padme, I love you or whatever. Have him be like, oh, Padme, I love you fucking cutting my chest you fucking bitch why won't you fucking be with me we need that third movie to have her fucking hiding out in a pod and fucking yeah. and obi-wan calling her and be like listen if he shows up okay just call the jedi order we will come right i don't know where he is i'm so scared he's the worst guy ever and then the fucking right. lightsaber comes in through the fucking wall and you're like oh my god anakin's nuts 
and it's yeah. just regular Anakin. It's not Darth Vader. It's Anakin. Then Darth Vader can be what we see after he gets fucked up. But we never see Anakin as Darth Vader except for in that tiny little moment in the fucking off-world fight out there in the lava and all that shit. Where it's like, oh, uh, that's his that's it, his Darth Vader face. Isn't isn't he also like very upset when she dies after giving birth, and then he's like, oh my my love, now I'm gonna be the bad guy because she's dead. Right, I can't believe of. I killed her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where it's like, give me, give me that, give me that same guy. Go, I can't believe I fucking killed her. This is, this is my fault. I'm going to fucking end myself. And then he can do a suicide by cop thing, right? Where he, the reason why he fights Obi-Wan Kenobi is Obi-Wan Kenobi, 100% defensive. All fucking Anakin wants uh, Obi to do, Obi-Wan to do is kill him. So he's like, fucking do it. Do it, pussy. You want to come on. I know you want to fucking kill me. Come on. That's all you want to fucking do. And, and then Obi-Wan can be like, no, I don't want to do it. You're supposed to be the chosen one. Right. And then he can fucking do it. And then he's like, no, I can't believe I had to do it. No. But that's just not what we get. I think marketing wise, they probably want Hayden Christensen to have a varied career where he doesn't get stuck, Uh, you know, doesn't get Henry Cavill or whatever. Where you can't get yeah, a how, role that isn't basically a one off of Superman. How'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> He's doing well, the he same character acting. like twenty years later in a well, he, he Disney Plus acting, series. So give it give yeah. him give him that. Yeah, they didn't sell him good, but he also hates acting. So didn't the same happen with Jake Lloyd, the little boy that played Anakin? He was just like, I don't no, I think his story is closer to like Jerry's fan fiction that he just gave real quick. I think he snapped and started resenting fans at conventions and I maybe punched somebody out because yeah. they wanted him to say something, you know, kind of like the whole Gary Coleman. I'm not going to say what you're talking about, Willis thing. Someone wanted him to do, right. like do or say something Star Wars oriented and he just wasn't going for it. Now he's mm. locked up. He was something. 25. He was well, 25 at, and balding, and he's like, yeah, I'm not that cute little boy anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it's funny that we're at, we're at the stage where we're going to bring, like, a Gary Coleman reference, but that was a Leonard Nimoy, like, regular thing for that dude for fucking decades, is people uh, would want him to do the live long and prosper or any Star Trek reference, and he would pop off and be like, fuck you. He wouldn't go to conventions. He wouldn't do any of that. And then his money started drying up, and he was like, fuck. Uh, and he would get he would he there are pictures from like the 80s of him at conventions just the <laughs> least miserable. happy motherfucker yeah. ever you know i remember him doing a radio show that was local to the boston area in like 2004 or 5 and he didn't talk star wars at all you know this was before the jj abrams reboot where he came back for that and he was strictly promoting a book of photography maybe we mentioned this before on the show hans you yeah. want to look up that book of photography real yes. quick you did, know what you're talking about. Yeah. Did the host make him like do this at the beginning of the show? <laughs> <laughs> Every podcast starts like that. Uh, what's so great about that is we're forever now part of Harrison Young's topic time uh, because Rathke and, uh, not excuse me, Rathke and Devlin got added to the theme song, the introduction for his program since someone designed him. I think they might have like hooked him up with an editing software he can use or something. He made it himself, but we're in there. How how beautiful that! Uh, I mean, a great moment. Who else has ever marketed their fucking movie like that? 
So here we have uh, Leonard Nimoy's <laughs> photography collection. He put out a couple of books. He's got a, uh, well, it seems just like a fat fetish. You know? Yo, crush me. What's <laughs> up? <laughs> <laughs> you want to know who's not living long yeah. and prosper, huh? Me, when Ooh. I'm being smothered by that woman's fucking body. I'm so down. He's so happy too. Yeah, look it's at like, him. Yeah. Wow. yeah, he's like, hell yeah, this is my fucking calling. <laughs> I have figured it out. Women, if you're 250 plus and I take your photo. Hey, ladies, did you know I was in Star Trek? I hadn't talked about this in here. <laughs> hey, you two know, in think... the thing, two in the stink. Yeah. <laughs> I think his wife is normal uh, sized as well. Hans, you want to look this up real quick? I mean, I think maybe he's been dead for about 12 years, right? But his wife was normal sized. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea of a dude who, you know, his wife, she is whoever she is or whatever. But like in his off time, he makes, he takes erotic photos of Vietnamese left handed women. And he just, he's like, I, honey, it's not a fetish thing, okay? I just, what my favorite thing is, is when I get Latvian women to put their feet in cake. That's just some of my favorite photos. I just love those photos. It's not a, it's not a fetish. I just like my studio to stink really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so I started a new thing where women, they sit in a cake, and when they fart, the fart goes at the with the frosting on their butthole. It's artistic. I don't. I'll, I'll put my pants on when I'm done. It's part of the art. You know, his wife looked a whole lot like Joel Schumacher in that first photo, Hans. I don't know what he looks like. Oh, I, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, that's Leonard's wife. Uh, nice. He's very right. sweaty for his Wikipedia. Page. Nah, he just moisturizes. Not anymore. That is okay. pretty dry right now. Okay. All right. Okay. Boy to punch down, Hans. No, Jesus. I wanted to. Yeah, punching Sid Fit under. Am I right? Uh, 2005, <laughs> 2005, 2005 films. I don't like that you were dismissing that entire year because there's a lot of really good movies that came out in 2005. Uh, you got the Fantastic Four. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, you got our War of the Worlds, Son, Son of the Mask. Actually, fucking true story about that movie, The Fantastic Four, it was in theaters. Uh, uh, I met this girl at a fucking, uh, like a teen's nightclub or whatever. And I was like, oh, you do want to go to a movie? And she was like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Right. She had like this sweater. Um, you know, she just had this sweater that she was holding. I didn't think anything of it. Met her, met up with her at the movie. She was still holding, holding, holding the sweater. Okay, yeah, you know, some people hold sweaters or whatever. Uh, we go in, we sit down. Uh, the movie, you know, it starts playing or whatever. She takes the sweater off. No arm from the elbow oh. down, like just below the elbow, just this much of an arm, this this much down. And I was sitting there and look. Okay, hold on. Before I say, in my defense, this was 20, 20 years ago, damn near, right? What is two thousand and Five, okay yeah. very young man myself right very young man okay <clears throat> did you like try to hold hands and just kept going is no that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah she reached out to start giving me a hand job and it was only on one side of my dick <laughs> this is strange 
No, and I fucking I saw it. I chilled for a minute, and I was chilling, and then it got like really dark. It was a dark uh, moment, you know. And uh, I I just dipped. I just di- I dipped. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I, wow, I, I was not expecting that. I just, what do you uh, think is worse? Do you do you think it's worse? There's nothing, or if there's like one. Oh well, I was gonna say. I mean, some so fingers. <laughs> I have a similar story to Jerry, but I never met this girl in person. But uh, back in the day, you know, on Tumblr.com, I might have gotten to know some girl who was really cute, and uh, that's what she had going on was some sort of like penguin flipper deformity with her hand. And uh, similarly to Jerry here, she never heard from me again uh, when I found that out, which. You know, I'm sure she's she's where she needs to be in life at this point. Hans, do you have do you have a similar story no. of someone with no arm no. or hand? Uh, no, I'm not that big romancing a, for a moment. Well, you know, I'm not that big never... of a piece of shit. I I, I don't even start. <laughs> I'm just like, no, I'm not gonna meet up with you. No. Well, listen, in the defense of Jerry and I, they were rather sneaky about it. They, it's not like yeah. they were advertising it up front. Right. No, I'm not saying that a woman has to come up and say, hey. I got. I don't have any fingers on this. I just have a single thumb, and then there's holes that like bleed all the time. You don't have to come up and tell me that. But you know, if we meet and we're and I'm like, yo, you know, do you want to meet up again sometime for a thing? You could be like, I would love to. I, you know, I got to tell you, I'm I have a disability. Um, so you know, there will be things we have to work around in that regard, and then I could be like. Oh shit! Now that you mention it, I actually I have I have <laughs> HIV. I have H- I have AIDS. I actually now that I think about it, I have AIDS. I have COVID that day. I can't. I go. actually just got very busy somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My grandma is actually she's on life support, and that's the day we were gonna pull the plug was that day. So I'll be kind of fucked that whole week morning. Uh, Son of the Mask was another movie from 2005. Wait, hold on, Jerry. This was during you the know. Fantastic Four movie that you ran out? Yeah. yeah. What if her hand was just invisible, Jerry? <laughs> it, was there. Yeah. it was there. Well, I tried to show her my thing and she didn't <laughs> grab it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh. Coach Car- Chart Girl and Lava Girl. That movie came out in 2005. Uh, Are Actually, we there yet? Um, the Pacifier with Vin Diesel. With Vin Diesel. That came out in 2005. Uh, I, Doom. I had, I had like a thousand copies of that at the store I used to work at. Just a bunch of them in a box. No one bought a single one ever. Let's... You got Stealth. Um, you got Be Whatever. Cool. Um Kicking and Screaming, that Will Ferrell soccer movie. He has a scene, Be Cool, right? It's the sequel to... Uh... Get Shorty. Yeah, Get Shorty. No, I, have, I haven't seen Be Cool. I feel like I might have listened to the audiobook Once Upon a Time, because that's Elmore Leonard. Mm. But, no. It's, it's actually not that bad. It's actually, it, you know, for what it is, it's not that bad. It sounds like there can be an argument made here that the best movie of 2005 was Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Well, there's Batman Begins. We did say Batman Begins came out that same year. And Batman Begins is good. It's better than Star Wars. I, I'll tell you what. Uh, we went back to do... Uh, I, we were going to kick off a trilogy of shows for Nolan's three movies. And something that really caught me off guard when I went back to Batman Begins and watched that this year was just how cartoony that movie actually is. 
Yeah. It's something that at the time people were like, wow, this is this is finally the grounded, real take on Batman that we've been waiting for, which is also what they said with the Tim Burton movies, right, which are also kind of cartoony but in a different way. And even by comparison to uh, this 2022 one, or even, I guess, some of the, the, like the Zack Snyder takes on it, it just feels so, like, animated series-ish. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the the performances in that movie are very over the top, especially like Killian Murphy. That's just something I did not remember. You know, it's been 10 years or something since I've, I've watched that film. It's a, that's one of those movies that is sometimes on at the barber or like, uh, you know, at the courthouse or whatever. And like a lobby that just plays at the doctor, right? They just plays something over and over and random fucking movie channel. <coughs> <clears throat> And uh, I've seen it a couple of times since then, but for the most part, I see it in chunks. And that's the thing that stands out to me, too, is like the contrast between the first uh, Batman and the Nolan trilogy and you know the, the next two, where it's like, OK, yeah, this is an over the top gothic Gotham. And then the next one's like, oh, it's just Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you started getting all all boned up about Michael Mann's heat, you just watched that for the first time between those two movies. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do that i'm just gonna make that how can i do heat with batman mm-hmm. but uh you yeah. got bewitched bewitched is another one okay. you know there was oh, i, I re- here's what i remember on the topic of bewitched will ferrell is in bewitched yeah mm-hmm. and that was coming out i feel like this around the same time as batman begins you can look this up and somewhere like moviephone.com accidentally put Will, Will Ferrell on the cast sheet for Batman Begins. Yeah. And it immediately launched a, like a rumor, uh, you know, oh, Will Ferrell is going to have a cameo as the Joker in Batman Begins. <laughs> Which. Uh, Bewitched was June 25th and uh, Batman Begins was June, June 15th. 15th. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a, that would have been a funny idea to see test played is like a, a traditional comedian for the period in the role of the Joker. Cause remember when Jim Carrey did it, it was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, Miss congeniality too. Deuce Bigelow. That movie, you're, that, movie, you're... that movie is, is actually super entertaining. I love Sandra Bullock. <laughs> you got a, it's not the take I was expecting to hear on, on this program tonight. Yeah. Herbie fully loaded. It was that was you know just just by comparison. That's what Michael Keaton was doing in 2005. People just forget he did all these horrible fucking uh, C list movies. Also Lindsay Lohan in that yeah. film. Uh, this this whole stretch of time, the the aughts were horrible for Michael Keaton. The best thing he probably did in that span of time was some like Iraq HBO made for TV movie. Okay, uh, you he got went to Iraq. Um, what else is it? Aeon Flux, Deuce Bigelow 2, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, um, Man of the House with Tommy Lee Jones. That's you haven't cool. listed a single good movie. <laughs> Let me ask I, you. All right. Would you prefer... Do you think all of that, do you think every single movie you just listed, that entire span, is significantly better overall in quality than what we get today from Disney? Uh, you you get more variety, I guess, sure. than what you get now. There's uh, 
Samuel L. Jackson's movie, The Man. Do you remember that one? With uh, Was that Eugene the, Levy? Yes. You got The Dukes of Hazard was that year, too. You got um, The Sandlot, too. So I, I think they were more willing to throw money at this whatever movies that not many people will care about than they are now. Um, so you, you get a lot of more selection of trash than just a small selection of trash that you get now. No, it, it sounds like there's 30 different sequels to movies as opposed to five different sequels and different, like, four or five franchises. Okay. That's all. You, House you, of Wax. <laughs> get Rich or Die Trying. The Sisterhood hey, of the Traveling good. Pants. That movie got, for whatever reason, very unfairly critically received. I think because 50 Cent starred in it. And that movie's good. Yeah, I just I watched it again. Second, I thought you were talking about the sister of the traveling pants. I like the <laughs> <laughs> sister of the traveling pants. That would be me trying to one-up your miscongeniality, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Wedding Crashers was that year? Hitch? Okay, you know, if... Uh... If if you're into um, kind of like, let's say like dad comedies, Wedding Crashers isn't bad. That's not a bad one. Owen Wilson, um, fucking what's his face? The other one on the uh, the other guy, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, that's not a that's not a bad film. You got the Black Honeymooners, uh, Jarhead. Jarhead, very good. Underrated film. Worth Underrated the series. You heard it from Jerry. No, the series bad. The first film, though, right? The commentary on fucking what it is actually like to be in the military. Very good. I feel like they got a, an actual director for Jarhead, too. Maybe he didn't realize what he was signing up for. But I, I feel like it's one of these universal 1440 films. You know, th oh. this came to attention because of the monsters. People were like, wait a minute, it's not actually Universal Pictures. It's their offshoot line, which is doing Half-Baked 2 right now with oh, yeah. a bunch oh, of yeah. young nobodies, and they got a, a couple of cameos. I think Harlan Williams showed up. They couldn't even get Jim Brewer for a cameo. <laughs> How hard like We could that. get fucking Jim Brewer on this episode right now, unprompted. <laughs> we could call him. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Stuart Little 3. Um, El Zorro. He gets Triple X 2 with Ice Cube. Um, yeah. The Fog yeah. remake. Yeah. House of the Dead 2. Was that Fog remake worth checking out? Uh, is that the one with Tom Jane? No, Tom Welling's in that. You're thinking of The Mist. Oh, yeah, right. Miss is Tom Jane. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I ever saw this. The Fog. I feel like they were... They were in the market of trying to remake as many John Carpenter properties as possible around that time. So you had The Fog. That's also when Rob Zombie's Halloween got greenlit right around that time. Um, and I feel like there was another one, too. And they were always talking about doing Escape from New York uh, with... I think it was The Rock originally the Rock, considering yeah, for, yeah. for that role. Now it's going to be the Scream directors, and they're just going to bring in, I think, Kurt Russell again, or maybe it's going to be his son, and Kurt Russell is going to play a different character. Just stupid. Wasn't there a rumor of uh, Big Trouble in Little China with the starring The Rock? That's film? right, too. Yeah, they were going to yeah. do that. I think that's still technically in development. So what, what, I, what I think a big difference between the two periods um, actually is 
is so what we're seeing when when Hans is reading off a lot of those films is films that exist for actors to act right not necessarily meant to keep big money flowing to the studios it's we have these actors they are under contract we have to pay them uh find a film get it done we have right you know somebody somebody has something and that needs to get done so we have to make the movie so they make the movie well now netflix apple fucking plus uh hbo max they'll fucking put out a goddamn five episode miniseries that you can fucking be in to make your money and they'll pay you a shit ton of money you show up three weeks in fucking june film for this goddamn fucking netflix show that's gonna go out and then fuck off and you probably have the money to get you in through august or whatever right the same money you would have got make it fucking the pacifier and fucking you know without a without a paddle six or whatever uh, and have, and you don't have to suck Seth Green's dick either. So it's like a fucking win-win. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, all of that same stuff exists, right? But now the studios are putting out the money for the newest Top Gun, while smaller studios, their subsidiaries, obviously, are creating the TV shows and, you know, shorter things that these guys are all a part of. And a lot of those legacy actors, those actors from that exact period, people like Vince Vaughn and shit like that, you see them in executive producer seats more now, and they have this mind of taking in people that aren't necessarily already, quote unquote, established. And you see that all over the place in those platforms, especially with Apple fucking TV or Apple Plus or whatever. If you're an actor, you probably get make your own show right now on that platform. You know, it's funny you say that, too, or, or cited Vince Vaughn uh, specifically not long ago. Because I was just watching a Christmas story, Christmas, which is Hans's new favorite movie of 2022, and he's a producer on this film. He hardly even acts anymore. You guys just finished that? I watched it. Yeah, <clears throat> I haven't even seen the first it. one. I haven't even seen the first one. Oh yet. my god, you haven't seen the first Christmas story? I it's I've seen enough of the Christmas story within the last three years that I can probably recite most of that movie because on Christmas we put it on every TV on all the houses we go to because it plays for 24 hours and you just watch it like the best Christmas movie. Yeah, I don't know. What is it? Oh, there's lamb is a leg. You're wacky. fucking lame. That's not it at all. Oh, wacky. Oh. I've never seen it. I don't know. I know it's nothing so about it. Good. <laughs> it's probably not that good when you experience it as an adult. But right. like as a kid, you know, it's this guy being like, I want this fucking toy for Christmas. And you at the same time, you're like, I want a fucking one particular toy for Christmas too, motherfucker. I get this struggle that you have right now. He's like, my it's brother's a, a dickhead. Like, I live alone and sleep in a closet because I'm afraid of my stepdad. <laughs> this is not in the movie, but I like this part. <laughs> the toy also being cited is just a gun, right? So that's yeah. it's a very American tale. Hans, you probably wouldn't you know, be able to relate on that level. Do they play anything? Oh, no, I had it would be a parrot. It would be I a parrot f- there where he's like, had- oh. <laughs> yes, that, that should be the Latin Christmas stories. He just is covering this parrot the you entire time. a parrot for La Chris. Yeah. I can't afford marbles. <laughs> I wish I could get a bag of marbles. There was no. I had a gun. That's one of the very few presents that I remember when I was a little yeah. boy. I, I got a like a. It was like a rifle, like an AK thing with lights and shit. I was, <laughs> I was like, I was like four or something. I was still living in Mexico. So I, was, I would just go around the neighborhood, you, just like. 
Did they give you a, a powder to watch as well along with that gun, huh? <laughs> no, I don't even know Mijo. what that reference is. No. Mio, come here, come here. You see this right here? This will win you a revolution. And then he gives you the AK and a fucking bag of 762 by 54 You go to the store and you get the beans from the store. <laughs> Trust me, you don't need money anymore. Well, Colombo won the Christmas poll for what we should do for a special, which was already your idea, Jerry. You yeah. suggested that a while back. And I, I think the reality is we're probably just going to do every single option that was on the poll. So, Because you can't watch a Christmas. I mean, Jake wants to come on and do a Christmas story Christmas. Um, I'm fine with that. But you have to watch the original one to do that, really, Han. So yeah. we're going to knock out, I think, all of them. And maybe we'll we'll just not do a 10-person Zoom or something. We'll figure that out. But um, what what are you most excited for? In terms of checking films out as we inch closer to Christmas, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't know about any of them enough. I like Columbo. I, I I would like to do that one, but I'm not I'm not sure about watching what four sequels to the Christmas Story. Well, hold on. All right. So if we do that, right, and we're going to do that, we have to watch My Summer Story, which is like is canon as it gets in terms of like if you consider the director the the real like architect of, of the thing right uh and it's also based on a gene shepherd property uh my summer story but it has a completely different cast it has charles groden i think is the father which is not a bad choice if you're going to replace uh the guy who plays kolchak the night stalker from the original then you have a christmas story too which we briefly talked about um a while back and how everybody just gradually left the room at the bnb when that was put on back in november <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because it, it it looked like a fever dream. It looked very weird. The the whatever blurry background effect they were putting That's in right. it, it so that it would look screen. old. Yeah, yeah, it looked it looked terrible. Uh, that was such a weird mix of movies that we watched. We watched what was that European movie about a lady that goes crazy? Uh, oh, possession. Shit. Yeah. Possession, yeah. Well, I guess she doesn't go crazy. But we we watched that Christmas story, or kind of watched it, and then we moved on to something like Possession, which is a complete opposite of that. Uh, and then what was the uh, Cowboy Bebop show too? Cowboy so just, Bebop was... just got started. I feel like when we settled in, and there was maybe one or two episodes that were played throughout that time. Really? Yeah. All right. Pass. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the uh, Nicholas Cage, Japanese. Oh, yeah. Ghosts that horrible of the... piece of shit. Ghosts that of... disappointing piece of shit. Something. Ghosts of No Valley Neverland. or something. I don't know. <laughs> Ghosts of Never Neverland. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to mention about 2005, just going back to that, uh, when you compare it to what we get now, um, I was just reading the bad ones. Like, there's a lot of decent movies from that year v from vendetta was that year memoirs of a geisha was that year exorcism of emily rose which i really like was that year uh you got king kong which is not amazing but it's skull, you know the skull skull island Dude, no 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 actually, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that was no. i think 10 years later i liked the Peter jackson king kong I yeah. thought I, I was very hyped for that movie. I had like this big deluxe box set with production notes and stuff i was all about that king kong movie yeah uh, Hostel, the first one was that year. 
which is not great, but I guess it started that whole genre of like gross, you know, torture porn, gory, yeah, torture porn uh, uh, stuff. Uh, you got uh, four brothers, which is fine. <laughs> Lord, Lord... <laughs> Maybe that's not fucking racist. I'm not fucking racist. I'm not. You got Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is pretty good. Um, the Descent. Land of the Dead was that year, which is not the best Romero movie, but it's entertaining of how goofy it is. Right. Uh, so there is a lot of risks that we're taking with this movie that I think a lot of them work too. And I just, I, I don't think that studios are willing to to take those risks anymore um and that's why there's such a such a large mix of quality and not so great quality from that year now you, know, I, you overlooked what won best picture for the year 2005 uh, crash oh which i thought you were gonna I say think, um i think that embodies Mountain. no that was the controversy is broke back mountain lost crash one yeah. so i feel like that's i mean based off of all the titles you just rattled off that feels so fitting for this year i mean guys look racism's bad okay don't be a molester cop right drugs are bad right? drugs also look i'm so glad crash well, came was out was crash dr no crash wasn't drug you're thinking of traffic all oh, right is that no, with the the kid from uh, that seventies show? I think it was that he does drugs in it. Eric Kid, sure. I'm, well, I'm, Danny I'm, Masterson I'm... rapes a no, no, woman no, no, on no. video no. and sends <laughs> it to your home. No, what's his name? Uh, fucking was that Traffic with Eric? Oh, no, I got, I got, a, I got oh yeah, a that tape. was Traffic. Never mind. Um, yeah, that's cool. Sorry. I got a tape here. Uh, is oh, that a Danny Masterson's? <laughs> weird, it's from Australia. The Danny Masterson collection. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, it's from it's from Danny. Oh, let's check it out. Honey, it's Hyde. Oh, look, Honey, Hyde and yeah, met from that set. He sent me a come come look at it. Come. <laughs> Wait. Stop! Oh, it's not interactive. Set. I want him to stop. What's the? Could I don't even know. Watch. What's the story there? What happened? Didn't he have he a did. show called The Ranch where he played yeah, a rancher? A of... What do you think happened on that ranch? <laughs> he did a bunch of things. He did a bunch of things. Was Mr. Oh. Hans in that ranch? That's about a horse. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hans, would you play? All right, if we greenlit a Mr. Hands movie, would you no, play Mr. Would you Hands? Play the horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I was just there looking was. at, by the way. Uh, there's a movie with Bobcat Goldwaith from the early '90s that is a straight-up Mr. Ed ripoff. Are you guys familiar with this film? No. Because I remember we went through like a Bobcat Goldwave period on Civic TV where we w did an episode where we just like watched a hundred clips of him. Um, and this, I, it's just straight up Mr. Ed, but it's under a different title. And I think John Candy is the voice of the horse. That sounds really familiar, actually. Is there a, tra Hans, if you would just want to put in a uh, horse movie. Hot to on, Trot. Hot to Trot is right. Hot to Trot. Gross. Okay. Gross name. Real gross name, actually. 
<laughs> I just I just found the trailer. Let me. All right, me... let's check out this trailer. You know, I've I've been discovering so many movies that are just so bizarre and niche, and you can't find anywhere since I got a VCR. I also found like a Taxi Driver ripoff film from the late '80s that we might be taking. And it's not even Taxi. He's just like really into Taxi Driver, but then he becomes a spokesperson for like a white nationalist Christian campaign. And his oh. black roommate is like, "You can't do this. You're gonna, you know, your 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 reputation is gonna be ruined." And so, like, the taxi driver element is so irrelevant, but that's what they marketed it as. And he's got, "Are you talking?" It's called, "Are you talking to are me?" Are you talking to me? Uh, Watch the trailer to that after this. All right, play the songs. Hot to Trot, Freddy, 1988. Warner Brothers so astounding. He's right. The brand new? No problem. I can hold it. So outrageous. What do you think of this, Mr. Horse? Oh, yeah. So thrilling. Of course, there's a Gilbert Godfrey camera. Yeah. And so sexy. She uh, wants to know what it's like to face somebody during sex. <laughs> Whoa! That it'll bring out the animal in you. Oh, baby. Bob Goldwait. <laughs> Honestly, it really does suck. What the fuck, Hans? Hans, are you not ironically <laughs> laughing at this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys. This looks awesome. I think I'm going to watch this. <laughs> Damn, you got Bobcat in his fat ponytail, period. I want to see that cast list. Hold on. Michael Dinner. Uh, Michael Dinner. Virginia Madsen. Yeah. Wow. How do you pronounce Stephen's last name there? Tish? Can anyone read Stephen's last name? How will you pronounce that? <laughs> oh, that's Stephen. <laughs> no. <laughs> Story by. <laughs> that's so a hold on. That's a that's a fake name, that's right? A that's a fake name because it's Nayer. Yeah. I don't even want to try. A horse. <laughs> Says Mayer. Michael Dinner is a fake, a fake name. name too. I don't. I don't think anyone on this movie <laughs> oh, yeah. actually exists. Right. I just wanted to make not, sure because my accent might my, my play tricks on me. I read it wrong. Also, he said, like, "Fuck yeah, dude." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you talking to me? Let me see. Are you talking to me? Nineteen eighty-seven. It could just be called "You Talking to Me." This movie stars nobody famous. I don't think it was ever released on DVD or Blu-ray. Let's go! Hell yeah! It was seventy-nine dollars though for a VHS copy. I saw. Oh really? Oh, dude. That is a thing. I also have a VCR and tried to buy VHSs. Some movies are fucking terribly priced. They are. Hold on a second. Hans, did you get that from this advertisement? What? Are you basing it off of 1987 yes. retail price? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you talking to me? You talking to me? 
he worships the movie Taxi Driver. I'm the only one here. Idolizes its star. Huh? But as an actor in Hollywood, he just can't cut it. We're only hiring blondes now. Look, I can play a blonde better than any of these clowns here. We're not interested in Hoffman, De Niro, Pacino types anymore. And when his buddy finds sudden stardom, Congratulations. <laughs> it's time to find a whole new act. <laughs> but you, blonde? I may be blonde, Thatch. But you remember where I come from. <laughs> I want you to read for the new spokesman for the Jericho family film hour. We are proud to present to you God's Taxi. But fame and fortune has a price. You want millions of people to think that you're a racist, huh? I actually love this. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I said. He looks awesome. But if we're not careful is going to be overrun by filth. That kick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What the f Are they painting him white? In the home video premiere of Utah. Well, they spoiled the ending. What the hell? They spelled out the entire movie. The oh! Yeah, free poster. There's a giant poster, too. <laughs> Just a giant poster in your home. Oh, you know what this is for? This is so... Yeah, you buy... this. For, these, that's an ad for your store. So that's a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So it was probably like five copies, six copies of that movie that you buy and you put in your store. And then they're like, and more people will want to rent it because we'll give you a free poster. But it's like, I mean, it, it's such a good movie. I'm, I'm sure it's advertised so well that people know about it. They don't need a poster. It can sell itself, yeah. some would say. Yeah. Like yeah. having a massive cock. It's, it's such a brilliant marketing campaign to just take the most famous moment of another movie that's 100 times more famous and well-known. That worked also... out so well. It also seems like that's a factor in the movie for like the first five minutes, and then that's right. it. Well, he it he wears the coat at the end, you know, and he oh, he and repeats he, the he line. He takes up the bad guys, yeah, and he actually even has a standoff. I wonder if he gets shot mm -hmm. in the neck, all cool like. Um, I'm probably gonna watch that just for fun. Is it even available on anything? I found it on eBay. I don't know if it's gonna be on any streaming or. YTS.MX. It's not there. It's I not? It All right, so I, here's what's going to have to happen if we ever cover this show for movies. I'm going to buy the videotape, and I'm going to have to record it onto the laptop and send it, uh, and that's how it'll be done. So we'll reteam yep. here to put a proper cap on the Star Wars series here that we've done here with you talking to me. Perfect. That's, that's really how it's going to go. Proper cap to the Star I, We talked a lot about Star Wars in this episode, so... I feel like we talked about this Star Wars movie more in the last two episodes than we did on this one. No. Which is fine. <laughs> I, I, I think everything that has been said about episode three has needed to be said. But Hans, I know you had one very controversial opinion about this movie that you did not get around to voicing yet. Uh, what, what was that? Did I? <laughs> did I have that? Uh, yeah. Um... Uh, You're on full screen right now, by the way. So yeah, Jar Jar is smart in this movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he literally though? Because he's like a senator or something now. Yeah, he's like a real politician now. He grew he up, a yeah, real yeah. politician. 
That's right. He uh, reminded me so much of Al Gore in this movie. I'll, I, 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 my guess is on the marketing side, right? Because that's like kind of the only way to really think about a lot of those changes is there's probably a marketing situation there. Probably on the marketing side, they were like, this character tests bad. We aren't killing him. We aren't going to put him back in another like role where he eats up a lot of time being goofy because uh, nobody liked that. So, uh, you know, let's let's get another we'll get a new new toy if we put him in the senator outfit also. Also. So let's get a run of him as a senator. And they're like, fuck it. <laughs> that was 100 percent the motivation. I, they, they, he, <clears throat> I, I think he's got only like one scene in this movie compared to the last movie, which maybe he had like two or three. It's just like a slow weeding him out of the franchise he never existed now you don't hear about jar jar at all you never see his species at all no one cares and i guarantee you within the next four or five years because disney's shit the bed so bad with the the whole franchise there will be some sort of false nostalgia for that character remembering him as better than he was um what it yeah probably an a disney plus show called binks Damn, that sounds too real. That sounds like something... That doesn't even sound like a Jar Jar show. That sounds like a show that would star, like, Shia LaBeouf as a spastic little boy in 1998. Hey, I like that. I like that idea. This is more Shia LaBeouf properties. Uh, all right. Do we have any closing comments on Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith? Uh, you know, one thing... To, to just to to close it to close it out is that uh you know Natalie Portman probably we didn't we didn't talk about her uh, performance at all she probably wasn't phoning it in uh she's just afraid of more sexual assault by the hands of George Lucas so that's why she's really stiff and rigid I think that's probably what it is just like George was right when he was doing the stiff and rigid yeah that's a good sexual assault joke what'd you get that from your friend danny masterson (laughs) hey oh honey honey i got a book of jokes from danny (laughs) (laughs) oh man i'm trying to find you talking to me anywhere and it's on amazon prime but you have to Subscribe to Screen Picks, which is a Roku yeah, a service channel everyone has heard of and is familiar yeah. with. Screen Picks is <laughs> yeah, that with an X? Not. Yep, it's a Roku channel exclusive. <clears throat> oh, yeah, great! I can't wait. Yeah, well, go on, to... sign up. I can't. It's not. I'm not allowed because I'm not in the states. All so. right, I'll give them my social security number, which I'm sure <laughs> they asked for. <laughs> No, that's right. That's something unique about Screen Picks is uh, I think they need your bank routing number in order to uh, sign yeah. up for that as well. You know, it's it's got all these rare hits from the 80s. Uh, so <laughs> look forward to that. Maybe that's just what the Christmas special will be. Maybe we'll completely disregard the poll and do You Talking to Me, 1987. All right. <clears throat> Jerry, thank you so much for enduring the entire Star Wars prequel trilogy with us. For four episodes. Uh, I did accidentally release Clone Wars the other day into the Libsyn feed. So people already have heard that one. But I had to pull it back. So 
they'll hear it again some week. Um, but that is the end of the prequel trilogy from George Lucas. That's the end of George Lucas's run on the Star Wars films. Hans, now that you have watched all of these movies, do you still feel that these are superior to what you've seen from Disney? Fuck. Uh, I like the Phantom Menace better than the Disney trilogy. Not just the Disney trilogy. I'm talking everything that Disney has produced with the Star Wars name. Yeah, I, I still like it better than what, what I've seen. I've only seen what that Obi-Wan show. Mandalorian season one was good, but I still had more fun watching Phantom Menace. There's something about that um, innocence, I guess, that that movie kind of has uh, where I, I don't know if they were just like a different perspective as to what the other movies have because it's more of a I guess family-ish movie because of sure. the kid uh, so it, it's more watchable I think than when they try to take themselves too seriously and then it's just Joda flopping around Joda with a lightsaber <laughs> that's, yeah. right, that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> well <laughs> uh you know, you know who else enjoyed Innocence is uh, Danny Masterson. Just like to go back steel, for a third time, you and like Danny Masterson. Steel, steel in, in it. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, what about you, Jerry? Do you think that uh, the weight of the prequel trilogy has uh, uh, more strength to it than what Disney has produced, or what? What is your general sentiment now that this? chapter of star wars is closed on movies i think that it's not it's not to me that they are like all wholly bad or whatever it's just that i think that the um zeitgeist was captured so much by the most recent whatever the first of the new trilogy was or whatever so much changed about like film and how people uh watch films and consume films and and stuff around that same time with that movie involved in it uh that i think that it, it ends up overshadowing the let's say meager accomplishments of those films remember we talked about the early film using a um digital cameras for the first time right like the first movie ever filmed with digital cameras and shit like that bunch of different techniques and stuff all invented throughout the process of making those three particular films all that stuff gets overshadowed by like the big marketing beast of uh of 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 the mouse which it, it is what it is right i i still think that people would probably fresh without having said anything you probably get through all three of these films and be like uh, okay star wars all right um before you got through those other three and then you'd be like okay star wars jesus but, you know, that's about it. So they're great is what, what I got from that. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I think these are wonderful pictures, and I would recommend them to uh, any small child. Okay, that has been movies for this week. Again, thank you, Jerry. Go subscribe to all of Jerry's stuff. I'm all Bloom it. Online on, on Twitter. And um, is that just your handle everywhere? Yeah, I'm Bloom Online everywhere except for Twitch where I'm Bloom Online. But it's I'm Bloom online, not you're not saying Every, I am no, Bloom. No, online. yeah. 
I'm Bloom Online everywhere, except for on Twitch, where I'm Blue. I'm Bloom Online. I'm I'm Bloom Online. Is not right. no not right. on Twitch. Not no, on no, Twitch. No. On Twitch, I'm Bloom Online. Got it. Okay. And Hans, listen, I I have an accent. You got me fucked up. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't know if you're spelling it incorrectly or like differently. I'm on like, Twitch is no I. There's no oh. I'm. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that has been movies for this week. Thank you for listening.